Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, the head of creative here. And guess what? It's another action-packed episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. I got my guys with me. We're back for another episode. This is episode 44. Yeah. Episode about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Episode 44. I would do Roman numerals, but they get so damn confusing, and I don't want to look like alphabet soup. So leading off, we got my co-host, the Almighty B Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? Um, Roman numeral. I'm going to throw that out to you. It'd be X L I V, forty-four X L I V. So extra, man, that's extra live. Okay, I got you. Extra is all the way live. Oh. Ooh, e on there. My bad, my bad. Can't <laughs> sing today. I'm a little under the weather. Just weather changing. North Carolina weather can kiss my natural. Oh my God. Beep. Anyway, but man, oh man, glad to be with you, fellas. Got some things to talk about. You know what? Near and dear to my heart. Love it. Let's get it. And on the other end, we got the gift that keeps on giving the money, man, Scotty D. What's up, my boys? Uh, it's good to talk to you guys today. Um, Super Bowl week. It's the big media circus is about to be underway here. But, oh, man, it's not on my mind like other things are. And uh, I'm stating the obvious here. Uh, our listeners, you're not going to hear this podcast any earlier than Tuesday. But we're recording this Monday morning, which means the uh, – the, the events of Sunday, losing Kobe Bryant, is really fresh on our minds as we go to record this. So we're going to get into that because that was a uh, sadly historic day in the world of sports. Yeah, you are right about that, Money Man Scotty D. And um, that's the headline topic. That's what we're leading off in the leadoff spot today. Um, the tragedy of Kobe Bryant passing away at the age of 41 years old in a helicopter crash along with his 13-year-old daughter and the other, how many people were in the, were in the, were in the helicopter? There was nine in total. Yeah, there was nine in total. Um, very, very sad and tragic day. Um, not only for, the, you know, for sports fans, but for people around the world, man. Kobe was a global icon, and he was the Mamba, and he had that killer instinct. He was competitive, and it's just—it's just so sad to lose somebody, to lose an icon, you know, barely into barely into their retirement. You know, like he was a, a, a couple years into retirement, but it is definitely a sad day in the world of sports. Um, I remember watching bits and pieces of the Pro Bowl. The news broke, and you know they were—you they, had the players. They were talking about Kobe Bryant, and then you know. Tiger Woods was competing in a tournament this weekend. He was talking about Kobe Bryant. I mean, that just goes to show the level of respect that everyone um, had for Kobe, Kobe being Bryant. Uh, Scott D, you're a Lakers fan, so we're going to start with you first. Yeah, I've been a Lakers fan my whole life, and I watched Kobe 
joined the Lakers as a teenager, and I wept real tears the night he scored 60 points in his final game and rode off into the sunset. Uh, by now, everything about the man has probably been said on all the media outlets about his, you know, his life and uh, his family and and how competitive he was and all of his accolades. Uh, a lot of people forget at this, especially in light of the, of yesterday's events, Sunday's events, that Kobe for a lot of years was not very well liked. You know, you had the uh, the whole situation with Colorado. You had the divorce with Shaq. You know, Shaq and Kobe they were they were the dynamic duo, and then Shaq gets traded away. And a lot of people didn't get to really see and know Kobe a lot because more than half of his games were on the West Coast and played late at night. I, however, you know, was working in in a sports bar, overtime sports cafe. God rest its soul as well. Mm-hmm. But I worked, yeah. and so I watched. I watched this this guy play a lot of games. You know, I I was beyond a, a playoff watcher when it came to the Lakers because you know I loved I loved Shaq and Kobe, and then we had a few lean years after Shaq left, and then before the then obviously they went and had their second run of titles when they had. Gasol and Lamar Odom on board, but it, it Kobe Bryant a lot of years was not very well received by the public, and then towards the end of his career, you kind of saw a little bit of a shift where he started earning people's respect and people started to appreciate him more and more. And I'm talking more about the general public because I think players in the NBA always knew of Kobe's competitive fire and and what he brought to the table and got to know him personally. You know where the public did not, and to to see uh to to see how he was received on Sunday with all the uh, you know all over the world people were were saddened by this this is a really really sad thing to happen man i mean I, i'm stating the obvious i've never cried so much over losing a public figure and and that's the god's honest truth usually you you might shed a tear or two if you hear somebody that, you know that that passes away cuz it's always somewhat shocking but this was really shocking because kobe bryant seemed bulletproof and larger than life and the guy just won an oscar a year ago and it seemed like we weren't done seeing him we were just going to see him in a new role Mm -hmm. and as sad as that is it's even sadder that his daughter perished at age 13 because if kobe bryant you know had he survived and still never done another thing this is a guy who lived a full life he was very accomplished he was brilliant speaking multiple languages all that stuff that's already been said about him he already lived a full life and was just looking to just just continue to conquer the world. Whereas his daughter never even never even had a chance. You know, she was just getting started. So, I find that to be the saddest part of the whole tragedy is that you know not only did Kobe and Kobe die and his daughter, but then there, there were other people on board as well. And I think B Live, you want to touch on that a little bit, right? Absolutely. Um, and one thing um, I want to start off by saying, as um. Scotty D mentions that he's a lifelong Lakers fan. I'm a lifelong Charlotte Hornets fan. Turn Charlotte Bobcats, turn back to Charlotte Hornets fan. And at the time, it made sense to me because Kobe Bryant was unproven out of high school. I actually got the chance to see him in high school. He came to Myrtle Beach and played at the Beach Ball Classic at Myrtle Beach. I got to see him play, and the dude was amazing then. But, yeah, he was unproven. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm -hmm. So going straight from high school to the pros was something that was completely unheard of. So when and you know, and you didn't get to see and hear it as much because the the media outlets and social media internet wasn't as big as it is now. So that's true. We did we didn't know as much, but we knew he was going to be good. But we just didn't know to you know we didn't we didn't see the hype as much as you would see for a guy today or even LeBron for that matter. Right, and so it it really didn't mean a it didn't re, really mean much to me when the Hornets drafted Kobe Bryant. And then traded him to the Lakers for Vladi Divac. It didn't mean much to me. I I knew about Vladi Divac and he had done quite a bit of damage with the Lakers and everything like that. So I was like, all right. I was not as well versed in the sports as I am now, but I look back twenty some odd, twenty five odd years later. I'm like, what in the hell were we thinking? <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, too, because I remember, um, I think it was last year or a few months ago, somebody put up a graphic on Facebook that said, what if, and they had Kobe dressed in his Hornets gear and his jersey raised to the Raptors. I was like, mm, what, well, what could have been? Right. And so it just, something like that is just like, really? We had him and we traded him away. And then he goes goes on to have a 20-year career, two Olympic gold medals, five-time NBA champ, two-time MVP, all the all the other accolades that we talk about. And just like and one thing, um, Scotty D, you were speaking about like how his reputation was within the league, was everybody always said, and even Kobe Bryant admitted it as well, is that he wanted to be the next Jordan. He modeled his game after Michael Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was one of those things. Everybody was always comparing him to Michael Jordan, which is almost you can't compare anybody to Michael Jordan. That's true. That that's, that was another reason to dislike him is because he wasn't Jordan, and Jordan had just you know was winding his career down as as yeah. Kobe was coming in. So he, yeah, and so and like you said, be like he was choosing to fill those shoes. Which are, which are pretty much impossible. And so he did have that reputation. But when, when it really comes down to it, his performance on the court was absolutely phenomenal. And, like, he's within – I mean, we, he's top five easily of all time. There he and is. I, and I hope and pray that, you know, there's always that discussion between Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, greatest of all time. The three of them played in different eras, yep. and they clearly were the best players of their era. There's no, there's no discussion about. It, there's no debate about that. So let's appreciate the greatness that they all brought to the sport, and let's really appreciate what Kobe Bryant brought to the sport and everything like that. And so I want to take a moment because we focus a lot because um, on Kobe Bryant and his family. There was a lot of loss that happened. Such a tragedy. I want to take a moment to recognize those that we lost um, on yesterday morning, on Sunday morning, um, with Kobe Bryant, his daughter, um, Gianna. And then you have um, the Altabelli family, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, and Alyssa Altabelli. And then you have Christina Mauser, you had Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and uh, Pilot, um, Era Zabayan. 
um, um, nine people that um, that their life ended on um, Sunday morning. So, and it's 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 a big tragedy. And I just want to take this moment of um, we could all just pause for a moment of silence for all the families that were affected. And Godspeed to their families, prayers to all of them, everybody that's affected, to um, Kobe. Um, he's um, survived by his wife, Vanessa, and his three uh, remaining children, um, Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. So, I mean, it's, um, it's a very tragic moment. And one thing I would like for us to do more than anything is to celebrate his greatness. Mm-hmm. And really just cherish what we do have. The people that we have, the people that have gone before us and that have taught us and that we live on each and every day, that we live to the highest of our abilities, the best that we possibly can live. Because nobody that has gone before us wants us to stop living. They want, mm -hmm. they want us to be a better version of ourselves. And that's something that I know Kobe was instilling in his children, and especially you saw it with Gianna. You saw it because that that was the that was the main focus of the um of the helicopter flight was that he was in L.A. for the basketball game to essentially pass the torch to LeBron, um, passing him in points, mm -hmm. and then he was um taking a flight from the um the Lakers game to his daughter's basketball game, and that was um a couple of the um young ladies that were in the flight with them and they were traveling to that um, basketball game and um, when tragedy struck. So, mm -hmm. so I mean, that that's just, it, it hurts. It definitely hurts. And so I'm, I, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't the biggest LeBron. I mean, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan, but more than anything, you have to appreciate what he brought to the sport. And he definitely took, basketball to a completely higher level with him yeah. being in it. Yeah, he did do that, man. Um that that nice words, nice uh, real nice be like that was real uh real thought out, real put together. Um yeah, I, I remember not being the biggest Kobe fan, but then I was just like I, I used to look at him and be like, man, this dude's pretty good. I was like, he ain't Jordan, but he's pretty good. And another thing I would say like as far as just like you brought up another point be like about the whole Jordan um, the, you know, the best of all time. You know, like you said, each era had their own great players, right? So as far as this whole who's better between Kobe, Michael, LeBron, I'm putting it all to rest. There's no longer no debate. I just say to myself, you know what? I'm going to celebrate the greatness that is, okay? I'm, I'm talking present tense. I'm not talking past tense because it still lives on. The greatness that is Kobe Bryant. I will do that. I will not get caught up in that hype machine about who's better. Who. No, 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 no. No more debates. Just celebrate the man, the person that he is. Yay, had his past. We're all not perfect, but guess what? You know, we live, we learn, and in the words of Scotty D, hashtag, we do better. So um, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families affected by this uh, terrible incident, and uh, Godspeed to you. All right, moving right along to Super Bowl, 54 week, fellas. As Scotty D said, there is a media circus going on in Miami. This is Monday. So you know how funny that can get as well, too. Because you remember the media day was the one that barred us, Marshawn Lynch, a.k.a. 
I'm just here so I won't get fired. We had no idea they would get fired if they didn't show up. But um, enough of that. We didn't want to spend two whole weeks talking about Super Bowl. We want to talk about it on the week of. And in case you forgot who's in it, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Fellas, I'm looking at some stats right now. All right, and let's see. The over-under is 54, and it is Kansas City by one point. One whole entire point. But fellas, I'm ready for this game. I'm ready to see the, mach- the well-oiled machine that is the San Francisco 49ers. And I want to see what is Patrick Mahomes and them boys from Kansas City going to do. Be live. What you got going on with this one? Man... I don't know what to tell you. Oh. Because this is literally like, it's literally the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Because it, a lot of people want to immediately talk about Kansas City's offense against San Francisco's defense. Looking at a couple statisticals going on, Kansas City's defense is not too much to sleep on. And San Francisco's offense, hey, like, we're literally looking at the two fastest teams in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And once again, we, we've watched the past three, four weeks of the playoffs that a very solid running game can get you very far. We've seen it with Derrick Henry. And now we've seen Raheem Mostert. Man, yeah. where did this guy come from? He gets cut by the Miami Dolphins as a kick returner. And I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he started off this year as the third-string running back for the 49ers. Yeah. He did. He, he, he might have a job. He might have a job. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to hurt a little bit, it's going to hurt a little bit for me to say this. Um, Debo Samuel for the 49ers. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as you notice right now to our listeners, that um, they HOC, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, has got some chuckles right now because he knows why I'm in pain right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get it out. Cough it up. <laughs> Debo Samuel from the wonderful, amazing um, University of South. South. All right. All right. All right. Take two. Debo Samuel from the (laughs) wonderful state of the the university. All right. All right, I, well, one more time, one more time. I got it, I got it. Debo Samuel <laughs> from the wonderful – no, I can't say wonderful. Let me stop lying. From that other school in oh, South God. Carolina, What's the Gamecocks. Out? Yes, yes, I said it. He's actually been doing damage. So it's actually going to be a very interesting matchup of wide receivers. You have Debo Samuel for the 49ers, and you have Sammy Watkins for the Kansas City Chiefs from – Hashtag all roads lead to Dabo. You already know it. Clemson University. No longer can say the reigning defending. Oh, boy. I'm struggling today. 
<laughs> there we we see that. <laughs> Are you still talking about the Super Bowl, dude? <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like you went way off the track here. Yes, I did. It ain't yes, the last game in November. All right. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You see where my heart's at. My bad. Yeah. All right. But I'm gonna bring it back. It's going to be a field goal win for the 49ers. I honestly think that just the way they've been gelling, they've been disrespected all year. Nobody put the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Not one single person. Not one. I, I want to go to the Google machine right now. If you were looking at the beginning of the season, nobody put the 49ers there. And they've not only gotten to the Super Bowl, they've gotten there in convincing fashion. Kansas City, they, I think I think Mahomes is going to get hit one good time. And I think that it's going to be a tight game. I'm going to take the over, but I'm taking San Fran to win by three. All right, cool. All right, Scotty D, who you got? You know, it depends on when you ask me. I've kind of flip-flopped on this one back and forth all week. Um, I do agree with B-Live that the Kansas City defense has not had enough credit going their way. Uh, Kansas City, they had a really good season. It was kind of quiet. I, you know, I guess maybe the Baltimore Ravens kind of stole the hype. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wasn't as new as he was last year. Plus, he did have a little uh, injury stretch there. But I, I I like I like Kansas City's offense more than I like San Francisco's offense. I think both offenses are are going to have to are going to be put to the test um, by by formidable defenses. You're not going to be playing terrible defenses time of year and be in this game. So both defenses are pretty good. I just think, uh, it, it, man, I hate I hate to actually have to make a pick even right now, but I'm going to go with Kansas City. I'm going to go with them at. Um, Probably a field goal as well. I I, I think it's going to be close. I actually don't think it's going to go over. I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a lower scoring type game. We might be a little disappointed in not having the fireworks. Uh, I hope not. I hope it's a shootout. I hope it's a wonderful game. We're talking about it as one of the best Super Bowls of all time. Segway into our later segment. But uh, I think for uh, for right now, for the recording of this broadcast, uh, give me Andy Reid to get off the Super Bowl schneid. Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Now, that leads me to HOC. Man, I'm a little torn because I I want to see Big Red finally, you know, get that monkey off his back and get his ring. But after witnessing the way that uh, San Francisco just rolled over, mowed over <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and the doggone Packers, man, I'm going to have to go with 49ers, man. I'm I'm going to have to do it, man, because I, I think it's just it's just that defense is imposing, that run game is on point, and everything's doing that that little clickety click 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 sound I told y'all about. And they're dangerous, they're dangerous. But you know, I'm picking the 49ers by a field goal in overtime. Oh, in overtime, huh? H- holla at your boy. <laughs> Ooh, okay, a little spice on that. Well, yeah, little little sriracha, little uh, and ghost pepper, I'm, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this before Scotty D gets a chance to say it. Yes, I picked the I picked the Kansas City Chiefs at the beginning of the season. Yes, I'm switching my pick. I don't care. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm going off of Fair what enough. I see right now. 
I disrespected the 49ers. You know what? I'm going to say this. Dad, I'm sorry. I apologize to my dad right now. He is a diehard 49ers fan. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the show because him and technology don't really get along all too well. (laughs) It's all right. I'm going to say that to him. Um, I will say this. I will not give Big Kenny any props because he's been talking cash all year long. Oh, boy. I don't know why he hates the Cowboys. Like, I think he hates the Cowboys. He loves the Cowboys. It's like a girl having a crush on a boy where you – you, you're mean on purpose. <laughs> you love I, I'm mean because I like you. Yeah. <laughs> man. So I know he's on cloud nine right now. To my man, Gravity out there, Marcus Anderson. I know he's a diehard 49ers fan. A um, couple people I know that are Kansas City Chiefs fans. To my man, Kenny Sneed. Shout out to him. I know he's rooting for the Chiefs big time with that. So, I mean, they just. It's a lot going on with this game, and it's going to be exciting to see. It's going to be much better than last year's Super Bowl. Oh, I hope. That's not possible for it to be as bad as last year. Yeah, and then on top of that, the Patriots won. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? We ain't got a Patriots. We we got a we. This hey man, this might be a a change of the guard. And uh, be live. I'm looking at the stats from the preseason, and it said. Uh, the best chance to win the uh, Super Bowl, it had the Kansas City Chiefs at 16%, the Saints at 15%, the Patriots at 12 the Rams at 12%, and the Indianapolis Colts at 6 The most likely Super Bowl matchup uh, involved, um, let's see, 7% was the Saints versus the Chiefs, so they got a half right. Um, the Saints again versus the Patriots, wrong, wrong, wrong. The Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs, half right again. The Rams versus the Patriots, and then the Saints versus the Colts. That had to have happened before Andrew Luck. It, it did. It that did. had to have happened before Andrew Luck. It, it it did because as you guys were talking, I'm like, what the hell are the Colts doing? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What? What? What kind of lies are being told on this hit and website? No, no disrespect to Jacoby Brissett, but come none. on, bro. come on, come on, bro. None, none, none. Okay. Yeah. Another, another product of the um, Brady backups. Yeah, actually, like Jacoby Brissett, he, you know, he actually goes out there and he, he's playing. You know, he's out there, you know, getting his, just like Jimmy G out there getting his as well too. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this guy I... six for eight for seventy-seven yards. Yeah. Jimmy G is getting his. Hey, I, 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 I told you he does, he does his best Ryan Tannehill impersonation. This is the year of the run hey. defense, obviously. <laughs> obviously. If you, I promise you, I'm the biggest fan. If, if you don't have to, hey, you go with the hot hand. Yeah. And Raheem was getting it. Yeah. I love the fact when I was looking on social media a little bit, oh, man, number 31, number 31. I'm like, you don't even know this dude's name? Yeah, and it's your guy on your team. Jesus, but it's all right. It's all right. But the countdown is six days, and I cannot wait. Yep, time to time to time to get ready to the the. I might you know I might mess around and fire up the grill. I might throw some. Ch- yes, I'm, I might I might throw some chicken wings in the oven because I got this Carolina uh goat. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, 
and that's it well, for the previews. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wipe the slob up off the desk. Mm, yeah, yeah. And this is the that was a preview and prediction for Super Bowl Fifty Four. Chiefs Forty Niners. Let's get it. And now our favorite part of the show: the choices of the voices. Thanks and shout out once again to the lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite segment of the show: the choices of the voices. She ain't lying. She's telling the truth. This is our favorite portion of the show. We look forward to it each and every week where the money man, Scotty D, poses a question. We slap it on our multiple social media websites and avenues and outlets and everything, and you guys talk about it. And we love when you guys talk about it. We sit back and watch. I'm like, wow, this is a spirited conversation. We don't get too, too involved into it because this is your platform. And, what, and how it works is we post a question, you talk about it, we add it to the show, and then we talk about it, or we pick at you, or we laugh at you. But just so you know, to our listeners, old, new, and upcoming, it is all L-O-V-E love. All right? Scotty D, what was the question to the choices of the voices? Last week, coming into the Super Bowl season, I asked our, our faithful, what is the best Super Bowl game you ever saw? What did you think was the, was the most fun Super Bowl to watch? And we did get quite a response, Eddie Cool. Yeah, fully loaded. We got one, two, three, four, five. We got a bunch of them, man. We got some old returning champs and some some newbies up in the house. So let's get this thing started. Trey Duke, Trey Dizzle. He said the Cowboys steal the Super Bowl 30. Obviously, Cowboys made Steeler Nation cry. Yeah, that's when um Neil O'Donnell did what he did and threw those two interceptions straight <laughs> to Larry Brown. Like, man, what the hell are you looking at? All right. As a kid, I knew no, no, no. What are you doing? Um, that was a good one. That was good. I also like the Super Bowl Thirty logo too. It was it was pretty dope. So uh, yeah, Cowboys doing Cowboys stuff. That was a good one by me. Yep, I like that one too. Uncle Max, he says Super Bowl Three was pretty cool. Ooh-wee. He said nobody gave an AFL team a chance to be the NFL team in that game, but Joe Namath guaranteed a win and delivered by guiding the Jets to a 16-7 win over Johnny Unitas and the Mighty Colts. That was another good one too. Can we All just right. acknowledge the fact that Max watched Super Bowl three? He said he watched it. <laughs> out of, I'm pretty sure out of all of our listeners, Uncle Max was the only one alive. Exactly. Super Bowl yeah. three. And that's why we love you. That's why you are uncle. That's why you're our uncle, man. We love you. Yeah. It was a pleasure meeting Uncle Max this past summer, man. Gotta 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 catch up again, Uncle Max. Gotta catch up again, Uncle Max. Yes, sir. All right. And then we got uh Rodney Bellamy. He said, uh, the gotta be the Patriots comeback versus the Falcons. He said, I remember leaving my house at halftime, thinking it was over, and ATL <laughs> smoked them. Only to turn it back and wonder WTF just happened. He said the Edelman catch was bonkers, and he said it was crazy, and is a crazy comeback. And the second choice will have to be when Peyton Manning threw that pick six to Tracy Porter in the Super Bowl, just because I'm a hater. In case you guys don't know, Rodney's a Dolphin. He uh, his team plays in the AFC East division, so you already know what time it is. And right, me and Rodney went to school together. We graduated the same year. So he can't talk about the 72 Dolphin team because neither one of us was alive. <laughs> he wants to talk about it, but he, we, 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 we didn't see it. We didn't see it. So, I mean, that's why I'm pretty sure that's why he didn't talk about it. 
No. Let, no, let, no. let me just uh, jump in here for a second. The on on the Colts Saints thing, I was convinced that Peyton Manning was coming down the field to tie the game. So that interception to seal the deal, that pick six, that was that was a shocker to me. And that was a very competitive Super Bowl, also really a really exciting, good Super Bowl. The, the final score shows that the the Saints won by fourteen, but it felt closer than that. And then the the Falcons twenty eight to three lead dissolving in the second half against New oh. England. You got to you got to rank that one. Um, a lot of people consider that to be the best Super Bowl ever, and the fact that it was the only Super Bowl to date to go into overtime. Uh, backs that up as one of the top, if not the the best game of all time. I know a lot of us didn't like the outcome because we were ready to see the Patriots lose and and all that stuff. No, and, no, and they, wrong, wrong, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. A lot of people were ready to see the Patriots lose. Not this guy. Well, maybe not. Maybe not you because you don't like the Falcons and they're in, in Carolina's yeah, division. I'm, but by and large, I would say that there is a swelling of support for Atlanta in that particular game just because. Mm. At that point, Patriots fatigue had been setting in already. And the, I was you know, I, I, I'll, get, I'll give the Patriots this. <laughs> the, Patri- tie. the Patriots tie. Super Bowls, other than this last one, have been pretty good games. They didn't really blow anybody out of the water. All their games were competitive Super Bowls that could have gone cheated. either way. Because they cheated. Oh boy, here we go. All right. Well let's let's keep talking. Keep going, Eddie Cole. We'll talk about that cheating stuff. Oh boy, let's here keep we go. The train moving here on this. On all right, this man. Video. Taking the AM tracks and putting it back on the damn train tracks. All right. We got terrible Pete Talansky. He said he has two of the best Super Bowls he's ever watched. And of course he's a Giants fan, so you know where this is going. Number one, the Giants versus the Bills, Super Bowl 25-2019. Wide right. In case you know the feud. Anyways, you should know it by now. And then the Giants versus the Patriots, Super Bowl 42, 17-14, with the helmet catch by David Tyree. Good picks by terrible Pete Talansky. Great picks, great picks. Great question. What's up? Does Eli get into the Hall of Fame because of those two victories over the Patriots? Yes. Yeah. He went 117 and 117 as a starter. He was five hundred. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree, but I mean, I mean that's a statistic. That's not an opinion. But if you're asking me, do I think he gets in the Hall of Fame? I think the answer is yes. Think 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 about it. He was on the other end of Tom Brady's two Super Bowl losses. So instead so of instead of what six rings, so does Big Ben make it into the Hall of Fame too? Who? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, absolutely. Okay, all right. That's what I'm Put some things in the perspective. All right. You know, I want to know why you brought it up about Big Ben. Yeah. I just wonder, hey, because it's, I, I think they're very similar. In, I, in I actually heard accolades. a poll question the other day on ESPN Radio who had the better career, Roethlisberger, Eli Manning. And by and large, it was, it was overwhelming in Roethlisberger's favor. But mm-hmm. having said that, I do think. Eli Manning gets into the Hall of Fame, and having said that, Eddie Cool, what else we got? Oh, speaking of that, poll time! Yep, on the Sports Bros Podcast uh, Facebook Light page, there's going to be a poll going up shortly. Who do you think had the better career, Big Ben or Eli Manning? Coming soon. All right, getting back on track. We got Craig Burns. What's going on, Craig Burns? Burnsy, baby. 
Uh, he said the Patriots versus the Seahawks Super Bowl 49, uh, Beast Mode and Butler, and then the one we mentioned earlier, the Patriots versus the Falcons 28 and 3 when they fell apart. Uh, that seems that's the second one that was here, and that's the first one about the Seahawks and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Mike Davis, the Steelers and the Cardinals with with Santonio Holmes with that corner of the catch in, with that corner of the end zone catch. That was a damn good Super Bowl. That one had some really like memorable things happen. Yeah, James Harrison yep. scoring on a hundred yard run that finished out the half. Then you had late in the game, Larry Fitzgerald sprinting down the field to give the Cardinals the lead. And then of course you had the, the drive with the toe tap in the end zone by San Antonio Holmes. So that, that was a that was a pretty pretty solid choice uh in its own right. I think it, you have a case for that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Now we got long winded Martin Tracy. <laughs> oh yeah. Give us the cliff notes on this one. We, yes, we appreciate I'm, you, Matty Ice, but we have a, uh, we have to kind of do the time constraints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Matty Ice, um, along with everybody, a few, you know, everybody else, he said the Patriots versus Atlanta. Um, he <laughs> doing some things, watching at a bar. Yep, <laughs> the clock, some two point conversions. Gave mm. up, clipped his toenails. Yep. <laughs> One of coin toss, he had it. He couldn't survive another game. Cooked right, chicken cool. in the air fryer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Martin Tracy, yeah, we uh, thank you. Hey, you know what, man? We appreciate you. We, we, appreciate we, you. we feel we feel you. Yeah, we we feel we feel. He, I, he, how, how they do how they do it when you're watching a replay of the game late night? Do the time time constraints. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move this towards the other segment right on all. We pick up with the action in the third quarter. <laughs> right. But but he but he again he he's choosing one that other people are choosing, and that's um, that the Falcons Patriots game was just high dramatics. It really was. All right, yep. Let them off the hook. All right, we got Rich Metzger. All right, what's up, Rich? How you doing, sir? First timer. He said the Miami Dolphins victory. To cap a perfect season, Larry Zonka, Mercury Morris. He said, Why? He said, A picture exists when he was knee high to a grasshopper with him in a dolphin's jacket holding an evil Knievel doll. <laughs> he said, Too young to remember the details of that Super Bowl and too lazy to Google the score. Rich, we appreciate your honesty, sir. <laughs> Greatly. I happen appreciate to have, I just happen to have that score in my head because that was the 14 to 7 game that. Uh, the Dolphins won, but the most famous play was the Gary Premium play where he, he flubbed the kick. He tried to throw it, and the, and the Redskins picked him off. Or I guess it was a pick or fumble, however they scored it. Was it was something. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was something else, and the Redskins scored it. But it did, it did seal the, the perfect season. So that, that Super Bowl in itself wasn't a, as a great a game as it was historic for the undefeated reasons. But I think Rich also didn't he list the uh, the Eagles beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl because I know Rich is a Philly guy. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, he was but... he was he I I I think he made mention of it, but he he's a he's an Eagles fan, so yeah. he was he was on cloud nine whenever they the Nick Foles and Brady had the had the shootout in that Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a good one too. Speaking of Eagles fans, last but not least, we got uh, honorary sports bro Jr. 
or Scott calls him Junior. Junior. <laughs> uh, he said he also has two of them. He says the strip sack by Brandon Graham had on Tom Brady to give the Eagles their first Super Bowl. And number two, when Seattle decided to pass the damn ball instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch and Malcolm Butler picked off Russell Wilson. Damn you, Daryl Bevel. <laughs> you cost a lot of people that money that night, sir, because you want to be cute and throw the ball. Like, eventually, I think, I hope teams between the Patriots and the Seahawks Super Bowl and the Falcons and the Patriots Super Bowl learn, look, do not be cute. Yeah. What happens, what happens a lot of times, and I get it, Pete Carroll, I get it. Everybody and their grandmother knows they're going to run the ball. So it's one of those things where you try to catch them off guard. And Bill Belichick has somebody um, filming the sideline and saw the play from the sideline. And so that's all. Oh, here we I'm, go. I'm, him, him, <laughs> him and Alex Cora. And, uh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. See, here we go. No, it's, it's, I, I get it, but I don't get it. Because at the end of the day, nobody was stopping beast mode. Because no. if I'm not mistaken, help me out. They had first down on the one-yard line, didn't they? And they went, they ran four pass plays. Was uh, they ran? I think they tried to run it. I don't think they tried to run it at all. Like, no, I don't either. I think that was the that was, I think that was second down. Uh, but second I, I was. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, don't don't hold me to that because I, I I really don't remember the exact circumstance. I remember the Patriots didn't take a timeout and everyone was expecting them to. And they let the clock wind down as they lined up, and they they were saying that that could have caused some confusion to the Seahawks. I just think that they were just trying, like you said, just trying to overthink the situation and be cute and and uh, let Russell Wilson win it. And it was a bad decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And think about it: if they would have won it, we would have been talking about Russell Wilson having two, <laughs> two Super Bowl rings. But it was most <clears throat> certainly a, re- a really good game, though. It was another another. Another classic game to watch. Really, by and large, like I said, the Patriots games, other than the, this last one, maybe the the one with uh, where they played the Eagles and Donovan McNabb, that ended up another one that a late touchdown made it closer than mm-hmm. it than it really felt felt like. But most of the Patriots games have been uh, high on drama, very competitive, and that that's really what you want in a Super Bowl is is a competitive game, but you want it to be a little bit more exciting. Than, I mean, th- it was competitive with the Rams last year. It just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't very exciting. But most of the Patriots games have have been pretty exciting. I'm, both the ones with the Giants were, you know, came you know came down to the wire. You had the one. I'm sorry, guys, with Carolina. That was actually oh. that was actually like two different Super Bowls. Though the first quarter and third quarter, I thought were boring because nobody was scoring. The second quarter and fourth quarter were exciting when both teams were kind of lighting it up. So that that was that you know again it came down to the to a kick at the end. Uh, the Brady against the Eagles threw for five hundred yards and still lost. Yeah, you know, the, the, crazy. The, the Falcons game was was out of sight. You know that was you know I have to admit I was rooting for the Falcons that day, so I was a little bit discouraged by the outcome. But again, I think there's a case that that is the the best Super Bowl game ever. It's not my choice, however. And if, I don't know, you, we ready to move on to give our own choices here? Yes, sir, Scott. Uh, I would, I would, wait, wait, I would, I would say I would like to do so. It would have been nice to tell my own story, 
But yeah, well, you told it for me. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Let's hear your story. My story. <laughs> I want to hear your story. <laughs> Let's go be live. Okay. Here. I want to hear you be live. No, the thing, I wanted to talk about the Panthers Patriots game, but I'm I'm literally sitting over here. I'm like, he gonna tell it. He, <laughs> he gonna tell it. He gonna I didn't tell, tell it. Good. Let's, yeah, let's... you did. Yes, you did. You said it didn't score in the first and the third quarter. All the scoring came in the second and fourth quarter. Only thing that you didn't tell that I will, will gladly opine upon is the fact that John Casey kicked the ball out of bounds. Oh, oh God. Well, I have to admit, I didn't think that, that was going to be your choice as the most exciting Super Bowl because it was a hard Because break. we lost. Yeah. But no, honestly, for a young franchise and just, I mean, on the edge of my seat, because nobody gave the Panthers a chance. Nope. The Patriots were favored by seven points in a Super Bowl. It's like unheard of for a team to be favored that much in a Super Bowl. They, they did not give the Panthers a chance. And the fact that we went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and that, that vaunted freaking um, Patriots um, team and just like, yeah, we weren't even supposed to be there. Mm-mm. But I mean – 85-yard touchdown pass from Mushin Muhammad. Still a record. Yep. Yeah. I'm, man, oh, my goodness. I'm losing my mind watching that game. And then just my heart just fell through my butt cheeks when he kicked. <laughs> when, literally, when he kicked that ball out of bounds, I said, oh, God, this is not happening. Because not only was I – I'm watching the game – in Conway, South Carolina, by way of Myrtle Beach at Coastal Carolina University, and there are more Patriot fans than there are Panther fans. All of a sudden, that I was at, I didn't like it, but you know me, don't care because I'm gonna rep my team regardless. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of trash talking then, and you know, but it that game right there literally had me on the edge of my seat. It was absolutely amazing to watch, and it was just unfortunate that it did not go our way. Oh, so it's us. It's just it just. Uh, <laughs> they I like feel, oh man, you got that down. Yeah, they, I I I I wanted to uh, John Casey. I wanted to, I wanted to go to Charlotte and personally fight him, fight him for real. And one thing that people don't remember about that game, though, because I still don't like Adam Vinatieri to this day, but he missed the field goal earlier, and then the guy got field goal blocked, and Carolina missed two two-point conversions. God, Jesus. That game, that game could have went so many different directions, but it is what it is, and mm. Tom Brady's got one of them six rings, one of them fingers. Courtesy of us. Yeah. I'm, glad, got- I gotta, I'm glad I got to put a I got to say a little piece of that story because I'm like, again, you wanted to tell the whole thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he was probably overtime watching the game, knowing him. I actually was, yeah. With, I, we were swamped with Carolina Panthers fans that night, and obvious disappointment. I really didn't think that was going to be your choice. It was. It was. Is that your choice a- too, Eddie? I mean, is that that was is that your most exciting Super Bowl also? Uh, no, believe it or not. I actually, like, took some time to think about it, and, um... What do you mean? You saying I didn't? What? <laughs> you made that sound like I didn't think about it. 
I didn't. I actually, I actually took time to think about it. What do you mean? I'm saying, look at here. I'm saying <laughs> I took some time for me, Eddie Cool, H O C, class of 2019, Ash University, journalism, mass communication degree. Holla at you, boy. My own mind. Like, what does Ed think? What does Ed want to say? Be like, I love you, but you won't, and I'm gonna tell you why. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I felt that shit. I'm like, oh my, oh my. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it, it, nothing personal. I promise. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I was, I was thinking like, you know, like the Super Bowls I watched. You know, okay, there's a whole lot. The Steelers one with the Cardinals was a good one, but I'm gonna go with the two obvious ones: the the Patriots and the Falcons. I mean, you, how in the hell do you blow a 28 to three lead and defense is all over them? You got two dog running backs and Coleman. And Freeman, and they just ran the ball up and down New England, and they couldn't stop it because, as you know, traditionally New England does not have a good defense. And then Tom Brady, Legarrette Blunt, James White, overtime happens, and it's it's just the biggest meltdown in the history of the Super Bowl. Falcons fans, I said it. I wish you would say something to me. Am I lying? Am I lying? Never forget. Never forget three twenty eight. Cue the National Geographic GIF. No lies detected. Uh-uh. The second one is the Giants beating the Patriots. Now, this is the time I was living in New Hampshire. Wow. Wow. You would think <laughs> the next day when I went to work, they didn't turn the music on and everybody just had their heads hanging. We was in the grocery store. I'm like, y'all like? Y'all good? The Patriots lost. Like I said, are y'all all right? Are y'all good? Because that's when, you know, the New England area was getting back into the swath of winning every damn thing and not leaving nothing, nothing for anybody else. But oh, ho, 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 ho. I took great joy in seeing them getting defeated by the New York football giants. And that's right, Eli is the reason why Tom Brady only has six rings <laughs> instead of more. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with the, um, the Giants beat the Patriots with that David Tyree helmet catch. And then the uh, Patriots and the Falcons with the Falcons just just making it rain down their own leg and not in a good way either. So let that be a lesson to you. So those are my picks. Scotty D, are yours Cowboys related? They are not. Oh, they are not. The the Cowboys, the Cowboys Steelers game definitely had some drama in it. And trust me, I like you guys were saying how you're going on those emotional roller coasters watching your team in the Super Bowl. That was that was. That was tight. The two games with the Bills were not really that competitively close, you know, over, over the grand scheme. I mean, they blew them out the first time. It was a little bit closer the second time. And then the 70s Super Bowls, I, you know, I was too young to remember. Uh, the, the reason I'm not picking that Falcons-Patriots one is because it was so one-sided one way and then one-sided the other. The Falcons just melted down in that game. The reason I, my pick is Super Bowl twenty five, and that was the Giants and the Bills. Uh, Pete Talansky alluded to that game earlier, but that game was uh, more of a back and forth game throughout. It, it was competitive the whole way through. You had the game starting off with Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Ugh. It was a really special thing, considering that we, you know, our country was in the uh, Desert Storm situation at that time. And then you had the Bills coming in. This is the first of their Super Bowl, so they hadn't become the the uh, go every year and lose team yet. This they were actually, if I'm not mistaken, they were favored in that game because we hadn't seen 
the likes of the high-powered offense they were running with Kelly spreading the ball around to James Lofton and Andre Reed and Thurman Thomas was an absolute stud. And in that game, Thurman Thomas played his heart out. O.J. Anderson played his heart out. You had a safety by Bruce Smith, a Hall of Famer, and it came down, obviously, to the famous kick. But there was a lot of drama in that game, and I think to this day it's the only game that ended uh, with a difference of one single point, 20-19, to 19, the Giants won that game. And I was actually not rooting for the Giants on that night either. You know, as a Cowboy fan, I very rarely will root for the Giants. But that there was just there was something special about that night and something special about that game. And to me that that uh that edges out the Titans Rams Super Bowl, which was another good one. But that, yeah, that was uh, a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of drama in that game where the greatest show on turf kind of got grounded a little bit and Steve McNair was playing his heart out in that game. But that Giants Bills one, that's that's my choice. Super Bowl twenty five. All right. That's a great choice. Great choice. There there was one more thing about um my um, Panthers, Patriots, Super Bowl that I also forgot to mention. Um, Janet Jackson's titty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God. That half Yeah, it's very memorable. <laughs> Get it, Justin Timberlake. Wardrobe right. malfunction. He, he, got, he, he, <laughs> he now, got it all right. <laughs> and I'm going to say this on the air. I'm going to say this on the air, and I don't care. I know I'm not the only one that's wishing for a wardrobe malfunction this year. J Lo and Shakira, please. Eight point nine. It was eight eight pound nine ounce sweet baby Jesus. Please. <laughs> My bad. I'm see. I'm, I'm being. I'm being nasty. I'm being nasty. You are. You are. Yeah. What's, what's gotten? We don't know what got in the be like early this morning, but I, I, the views of Brian Livingston do not necessarily reflect that of the Sports Pro <laughs> podcast. Disclaimer notice. All yeah, right. disclaimer notice. So, this is all you know. So, if anybody's offended, sorry, nothing personal. It's just mm-hmm. a memory. All right. That we'll yeah. never, ever forget. All right, Scotty D, what's the question for next week's Choices of the Voices? We're going to wrap fun. it up here with the Super Bowl season. We're going to, uh, we'll be, doing a Super Bowl recap this time next week, but we're going to go ahead and uh, give you one more chance to talk about the past Super Bowls by giving us, well, actually not even about past Super Bowls. We're going to ask you to list who you think is the best NFL player to never win a Super Bowl ring. Ooh, that's, oh, that's, that's a, that's a long list, man. And that's a, ooh. yeah. 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 You, yeah, you, you were, you were, you were, you were talking about one of the teams and like one guy just popped into mind and I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few on that one, but uh, there are some legends out there that didn't, that never got that ring. Some of the, the best of all time. So we're gonna give you a chance to sort through it and tell us who do you think is the best player to not get a Super Bowl ring. Yep, and and, and we're not gonna say not to play for the Super Bowl. We, you can tell me somebody that went to the Super Bowl and didn't win. You know, some of these guys had opportunities and didn't cash in on it. So we'll we'll allow that as as part of your answer. But we're just looking for the best player to not win one. And I'm still hating on LSU, so I'm going with Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> yeah. The bastards. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. <laughs> it's a great choice. All right. <laughs> and that's it for this week's uh, Choices of the Voices segment of the show. Of course, if you've been li- watching the Sports Bowls podcast um, Facebook light page, you notice that the HOC has officially declared it. What time is it? Poll time, and I conducted the poll. 
where it said, will the XFL last longer than the Alliance? Um, the XFL is in a reboot edition of the um, failed <laughs> XFL, which, whereas according to Homer Simpson, the X stands for extreme. <laughs> also funded by Vincent Mann and his click clan and posse and everybody else. And it lasted a grand total of one season. The Alliance, on the other hand, lasted a grand total of six games. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the poll has ended. And 88% says that the XFL will last longer than the Alliance. 88% versus 12%. Yeah. Wow. So. All I yeah. got to do is get to the end of the season. That's all, yeah. gotta do. That's all they got to do, play the full season. You ain't even got to have a championship game. Just be one season better. I mean, just be one game better than the Alliance, and that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the poll. Moving right along to the go-home portion of the show, also known as Pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid-fire style, kind of, sort of, and since the ball says I'm no longer in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I'm back in my humble abode in the state of Ohio. The ball's pretty warm because I've been keeping the um, the, the equipment by the heater. I almost said something that was going to be borderline, but I stopped myself, and I'll go first. My first paper point goes out to Zion Williamson because finally his knee got the he got his knee back together. He's back together. He's back, 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 back like bad breath in the morning. And he scores 22 points in his debut game versus the San Antonio Spurs. And he had one point where he scored 17 points. He went on a hot run. So could this be a sign of things to come with Zion Williamson? Dude, I'm just happy to see you back on that court. Over you, Scotty D. Right on. Hoping to have a great career there for Zion. Oh, yes. All right. All early indications are is that when the NFL's current CBA runs out that there was not going to be a work stoppage that seems like the owners and the players have had enough communication that both sides are uh, looking forward to making a deal without costing us any time. However, there's one sticking point and it seems to be coming out uh, over the Pro Bowl weekend and that is the 17th game. Uh, the players seem to be very much against playing one additional game. The owners really are pushing for it Obviously, more money. Um, personally, I hope the players stand their ground and don't give in to that. After 16 games as a fan, I'm ready for the playoffs. You know, mm -hmm. at, at that point, we know who's good and know who's there's a, a that 16th game of the season is, is exciting and, and seeing decided. But these guys' bodies are beat up. Do we need one more game? Uh, I know they're talking about adding a second bye week, but really. Some of these injuries late in the season, sometimes your body's beat up. We're asking these guys to feel better after 13 days. I don't like the idea of the 17th game, and I'm just uh, – I think maybe that might be a poll question going forward asking other fans, are you, are you satisfied with 16 games? Because I sure as hell am. So we'll see uh, how that plays out with the 17th game. Be live, over to you. All right. Ball nice and hot. All right. Roy Williams. For the University of North Carolina Tar Heels of Chapel Hill. It only took him six tries. Six times. Six tries, but he <clears throat> finally passed the legend Dean Smith on all time wins list 
to move up the fourth all time. But this has been a miserable season for the Tar Heels. I've I don't think I've ever seen the Tar Heels be this bad. But yet, quite the accomplishment. But um, uh, yeah, it's um, ooh, Eddie Cool, just take the ball. I don't even want to. He <laughs> don't even know what to say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're 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 looking um real um untar heelish like if 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 um uh <laughs> if I can say that um that's, if that's I can, a good description. Yeah, if I can, you know, because he's like, hey, the North Carolina Tar Heels, and it's like, oh, and I was like, what the hell is going on? It's just they don't look like themselves. Um, yeah, by the way, Baylor is number one. So that's like what the the fifth eleventh different uh, number one team this season. Yep. As we say here at the Sports Bros Podcast, it ain't easy being number one. And Gonzaga and, didn't even lose. They they did uh, they did lose. They did lose. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they lost. They're they're, they're uh, Baylor seventeen and one, Gonzaga twenty one and one, Kansas sixteen and three. No, that's what uh, I'm saying. No, I'm saying that Gonzaga had already lost at the beginning of the season. They didn't. Oh, okay. lo- they didn't lose to lose their number one spot. They just the voters said, "Oh no, Baylor looks better." Wow, a yeah. team with twenty, a team with seventeen games is better than a team with twenty-one games. Oh Lord, hammer! Sometimes you slide in the polls without losing, huh? Where we heard that before? Yeah, see, that's not even necessary right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, mean, see, I don't even know why. why we, I know all roads lead there, but you know what I'm saying. We already covered that portion of the program. I'll just point something out to you, Eddie. Cool, give me round two, brother. All right, real quick. Oh, we got Kansas since uh, sixteen and three. San Diego State still undefeated. And Florida State Sonos at 17 and 2. All right. My second pepper point uh goes it goes out to a class gentleman. Um, I'm surprised he hasn't won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award by now, but if not, he should be a consideration. Um, Russell Wilson gives this gave his starting spot to Drew Brees in yesterday's Pro Bowl. Reason being the rumor broke yesterday. Drew Brees is seriously mulling retirement. And I guess Russell Wilson said, you know what? If this is going to be the last time, you can have my starting spot. I'm just here to wear shades, look cool, marry to Sierra, and just live life as it is. So respect to Russell Wilson for being a class act. Over you, Scotty D. Yeah, Russell Wilson is always – always demonstrates class. That, that's not a surprising move, but what a great move that was for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, sticking to the, the football topic and the Super Bowl topic, uh, a young man named Frank Ruggieri, a teenager, is trying to change Super Bowl Sunday to Super Bowl Saturday. There's a poll going on, and evidently it's gaining some steam that he wants to move the Super Bowl to Saturday. Stop it, kid. We Quit need, it. We need, we need to find it. You haven't even started drinking yet to worry about your Monday. <laughs> you can't even buy cigarettes. You can't get cigarettes, can't vote yet. So stop it with the poll, Frank. You can't know, do nothing. You can't do Super nothing. Super Bowl Sunday is a tradition. I want to leave it alone. Everybody always wants to change things. And sometimes change is good, but sometimes change is done for the sake of change. So to that I say, stop it. Super Bowl Sunday. If, if you want to make <laughs> you want to put a poll out there, how about giving the whole country Monday off? I wouldn't mind that. I'll lay around on Monday and watch some highlights if you make that a national holiday. 
But let's just leave well enough alone. NFL plays football on Sundays. Over to you, B-Live. Facts. Mm-hmm. And I have I have the day after Super Bowl off. So, um, yeah. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> so he needs to stop it. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll be recording right after the Super Bowl. Be lovely. Yep. Um, yes. Round two of this um, pepper situation that we got going on. Did any of you gentlemen have to happen to catch the um, NHL All-Star game? You know, I told you, I knew the All-Star game was coming up, but I didn't know it was the same weekend as the damn Pro Bowl. I'm going to need the NHL to do better with marketing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really under the radar. But yeah, but then on top of that, I was intrigued about it, but also, like, the format, the three-on-three format is almost to the point, what, what, what's the purpose of having a goalie? Because <laughs> that is just... just Nine to five, six to four, five to four, and I'm just like, okay, this this dude is just can't can't stop a nosebleed. But no, it was interesting, and I almost I almost like it's it's sort of a unique setup. If they market it better, I think it would get a lot of a lot of energy from it. But I honestly, I don't think anybody knew. Mm. So to um NHL their marketing team and. All things NHL, really? Hashtag do better. Eddie Cool. The ball. And I kind of, yeah, because I wound up seeing like highlights from the skills competition on ESPN. I was like, so you, in order to shoot a king, so anybody going to tell, anybody want to tell me why was this not publicized? You got NBC, you know, Sports Network, which is the home of the NHL. Nothing. 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 Got to do better. All right, um, and my third and final pepper point goes out to the legendary, the great, the big homie, Kobe Bryant, um, and teams honored him all yesterday, all throughout the NBA. There were several games where when they start the game, uh, teams would hold on to the ball and get a shot clock violation in honor of Kobe Bryant's number 24. And then on the very next play, the team would inbound the ball, and would do an eight-second runoff through half court because you know you got eight seconds to advance the ball to advance the ball off the uh, over the half court line. Uh, class acts by all team that did that. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks who wore Kobe Bryant's number eight jersey. Um, his loss will definitely be felt all throughout the sports world and definitely the NBA because now you have that generation. Where we had, where Michael Jordan was our guy, Kobe Bryant is their guy. So, um, much respect to everybody, everybody that pays respect to the legendary, the one, the only, Kobe Bean Bryant. Over you, Scotty D. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going to finish on a, a Kobe note as well. Uh, I, in my sadness late Sunday night, I was clicking on some articles and just reading comments from other people. And you know, and this happens anytime uh, someone of stature dies, but somebody has to, you know, you always see people say, well, you're making a big deal about Kobe Bryant because he was a basketball player, but what about the other people involved? Listen, if I give someone a compliment, it doesn't mean that I'm not complimenting somebody. It's not like I'm being negative towards someone else. My, my sister used to do that. She would get mad at my mom when my mom would say something nice about someone else, taking it as an insult to her. 
the reason we're we're all up in arms and sad about Kobe is because he he was widely famous. We loved mm-hmm. him. You know, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people didn't love him, but he was very very high public figure around the world. So just use some common sense on that. Don't you know? Don't don't be all uh, uh, he's 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 more famous, so he's more important. It's not about importance. It's just that more people know him. I Live listed the names of the other people in the in the accident earlier, and I don't remember their names from from half an hour ago. It's not a slight on them. It's just we know who Kobe Bryant is. Yeah, so I, I I hate when I hear people trying to say that we're trivializing other lives because we're recognizing one. It's not that. It's just that we knew Kobe Bryant. And I love the the tributes that the teams were doing um, at, at the games yesterday with the shot clock violations and the, the Trey Young doing the eight-second violation. And I'm sure the NBA All-Star game, which is just around the corner, will do something. I'd love to see one team wear eights and the other team wear 24. 24. Something like yep. that. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's something they would consider, but um, – you know, for for a guy like me, who is a is all in on sports, Kobe Bryant was very important. Yep. And yeah, he 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 he, he was very important, man. Yeah, you you can't you you can't deny his contributions, man. You can't what you he was, cannot do. He was he he was very important, and you know we get attached to our sports figure. So, you know, on a personal level, I'm just going to say I'm just really sad, and and and. Uh, when somebody dies, that's that's how it goes. So I'm not trivializing the other people. I just I just really this guy brought a lot of really good memories to me through the years, and for that, I'm thankful and I'm sad. Over to you, B Live. All right, and well, I mean, well thought out and very touching. And I'm going I'm going to do the same as my fellow sports bros have done. And one thing I think is very um this. Sports transcends certain aspects in life. Sport, sports brings us together that a lot of other things just really don't impact us as much. Nope. Like, it's one of those things where my two bros, Eddie Cool, the HOC, the money man, Scotty D, would we be as tight as we are right now if it wasn't for sports? We talk trash a lot. There's a lot of things we don't agree upon. But it's something that brings us together every single week. And yep. something that we enjoy, that it transcends a lot of things that we may be going through in our own personal life. And it's just something that really brings us together, something to cheer about. And it's, it's the beautiful moments of seeing those celebratory things that really, really that we should embrace more than anything. And that's why I would like to um, finish off with this that I just thought was amazing. And I think a lot of other teams will follow suit. But applause to Mark Cuban and the Dallas um and the Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban said flat out that no one would ever wear the number 24 ever again for his organization. And I think that that right there just speaks volumes to what Kobe Bryant brought to the game. And it's just a tribute like that is is amazing. Especially because he was such a sniper against that team, he was a killer when he oh, came yeah. to playing the Mavericks. Yeah, lit oh, yeah. them up. So that that's just—I mean, that is amazing. And so I'm—I'm I'm like I said, I'm especially thankful for my bros. I'm thankful for this platform that we have. I'm very thankful for being able to talk about a situation like like this. 
and I speak more than anything that we cherish each other, yep. love each other, because we never know. Nope. We never know what tomorrow may bring if we even make it to the next day. So um, hats off to Mark Cuban, um, Dallas Mavericks, to the Lakers, to the, um, to the Rockets, to the Spurs, to the Atlanta Hawks, to the Nets, to the Knicks, and all teams that took this moment in time. Um, and also one person I definitely will also want to mention, Jay Williams. Mm. I don't know if you heard that interview that he had. Outstanding. Already. Like he like he, it, was out, it was outstanding, B Live. You're right. It was excellent. So when I get a I've heard a lot about but when I get a chance, I will check it out. So yeah, Jay just look up Jay Williams ESPN and you can just you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And I mean it was just across all of sports, across every platform. I mean, it just I mean it it we we all we all lost someone. Yep. And so I just want to say thank you to my bros and man, I love you guys. Late too, man. No problem, no problem, no problem. Hey, just like you said, man, if if, if it wasn't for sport, I ain't gonna lie to you, man, if it a lot of you know my story. I'm not gonna get too far deep into it, but you know, between twenty eighteen and twenty eighteen, I've I've lost. I've lost. And if it wasn't for, you know, waking up and having this here podcast and having something to look forward to, I would be I, I it it would be bad. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It would be bad, but I'm glad I got some good people in my corner and I'm glad we just got each other. Like you said, man, uh Love each other now, man, because uh, tomorrow's is never tomorrow's never promised. And in the words of my late great mother, Hattie Vereen, give me my flowers now while I'm living. <laughs> well, give me mine now while I'm living. Uh, be like when you were talking about the NFL earlier about going to an um, was it 17 game schedule? Yes. All right. Now just imagine playing in Canada, right? The CFL. You only got what five teams? You got five teams, three bye weeks, 21 weeks. Ask them what they think about it, okay? <laughs> and then go from there. Yeah. And yeah. like exactly. All right. With that being said, that's another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Um, you can reach me, Eddie Cool, the HOC, um, on the Sports Bros Facebook Light page. I do a lot of work there. Um, pretty soon we'll be putting up a suggestion box. Also, uh, we're going to be bringing the penalty box back. And also, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, I dropped a new video last week. That's right. Three Things Thursday. Me eating that big-ass hamburger and just getting back to being Eddie Cool and doing what I do on Thursdays. On Thursdays. Great. I love it. I have fun. You can also catch me on the Sports Bros Podcast Instagram page. I'm still working on that Sports Bros Podcast Facebook page. We got a whole lot going on, so um, come holler at your boys. And we got, are we up to 800 likes now? We're at, Last I checked, we're at 832. 832 likes. Wow, doing some big things. And um, I think we have gotten to the point to where top fan status can be awarded. Uh, I don't have the two top fans right now, but you will be recognized this week. Actually, Paige, oh, you do? I I saw um um I believe um terrible Pete Talansky yep. is a top fan and um Jose let me see how do I pronounce my dude's last name Irizari mm-hmm. Irizari and um to um Yvonne, I believe is um a top fan as well. 
So like, I'm, I saw, I saw that, and I just remember those names off the top of my head. I was like, oh my goodness, we got top fans. Are we, yeah. Are we moving on up? Yep. Ain't, ain't it, exactly. And you know what that means, don't you? If we got if we got top fan status, we start to get big. We start to you know start to really make some things happen. When it comes to the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, especially on Apple, because when it comes to Apple, Apple has those algorithms. The more you rate, review, and subscribe, the more we will move up in the rankings. And um, it would be nice to be within the top one hundred by the end of the year, if not sooner. So guess what? That means y'all got to do your part. Scotty D, how can they reach you? Well, this week, um, let me just say you can reach me on Facebook uh, at Scott Donnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. Uh, come on Facebook page if you're if you're listening to this podcast and share a Kobe story with me because that was my dude. That was my dude. So uh, I'd be glad to to, sh- to share a couple Kobe memories, uh, some of the things that stood up to me in his career. And I'd love to have you share that either on my page or the Sports Bros page altogether. So we'll call us, we'll, we'll do that for the week. Yeah, matter of fact, that's not a bad idea, Scotty. You should, you should make a post about, hey, you know, share, you know, share your Kobe stories. You should do that. That's great. That's great. I love that idea. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Any trivia going on this week? Oh, yeah. Trivia night at Bowie's Booyah on Monday nights and uh, at 6 o'clock in Wild Wing at 6.45 on Wednesdays. Hey, Scott is timely. He's professional. He's pretty good at what he does. He's the trivia man of the Sports Bros Podcast. Last but not least, be live. The Almighty be live. Where can they reach you? Notice I didn't say fine, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Where they can reach me. I won't do it to them. I won't do it to them. (laughs) You can reach me. Usually you can find me at Max Speed Shop, 482 North Fisher Church Road here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Home of the world famous pulled pork brisket barbecue the burgers I love, 180 bottles and cans of beer on the wall, and 57 draft beers. Man, oh, man, it's a lot. Had to count it last night. All right. <laughs> yes, you can also um, check this out. Check me out on um, Facebook, um, Sports Bros Podcast, our Instagram page, Sports Bros Podcast, um, our Twitter account, Sports Bros PCAST. Any comments, suggestions, you can email us at sportsbrospcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Um, also, check us out on YouTube, as I meant to say. Um, some of our um, older material will be uploaded, some of our newer material as well. Mm-hmm. Check me out on Wednesdays with What Happened Wednesdays. And coming to you soon, I'll be picking out a tattoo. Uh, can't wait for that. It's gonna yeah. be a good one. I almost want to be. Li- I almost want to be live on location for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Just us. <laughs> I might have to do that. Um, details coming soon. It will most likely be this coming Thursday afternoon. Not necessarily sure about the time. Probably when I feel like waking up that day because I have the day off. But we shall see how the rest of the day goes. Yes, sir. All right. With that being said, there's another episode of the Sports Bowls podcast in the books. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They will greatly appreciate it. Long live Kobe Bryant. And this is another episode of the Sports Bros podcast. R.I.P. Mamba. Mamba matter out. Fact, matter of fact, you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to find me a piece of paper. 
one time for old time's sake. I know we were running a little bit late. Well, hold on. Let me go find a garbage can. You see it? Let me see. Oh, 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 oh. Kobe! One. Kobe! In there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.